podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The worst thing to be right now is a Pogba hater. That is literally the worst thing to be in the world right now is a Pogba. There's nothing you, you can say against him. He is the worst guy you want to give a World <laughs> Cup to. Especially if you're a hater, he's a worst. Let's see, Sunes is screwed. He is screwed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I was tempted, like, kind of like before we started this. I was like, what, what could the title of this episode be? And I'm like, I'm half tempted to put like, where Graham Sunes at? Where he at? <laughs> Oh, no, no, Where no, no, you no, at, Graves It has what? to be like, you know, yeah, soon as, man. All right, but anyway, uh, yeah, this is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name's Daniel. It's your boy, Double H. We do this every Tuesday. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, at Talking Tactics. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, at Talking Tactics. This is our last World Cup episode. We've, we're done yeah, with man, the World Cup. I'm, I'm depressed, man. The end of the World Cup, I'm depressed. I'm, I'm sad as well. I'm sad as well. It feels like, you know, boys to men. Although we've come to the end of the road, still I can't let go. <laughs> Although we've come. I, 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 I don't want to get sued. I don't know if that's copyright. I can't sing, so I'll spare you. Uh, yeah, man, it just it feels like a big letdown, you know? Like, there's supposed to be football on, but it's it's Tuesday when you're listening to this. It's Monday, like, it's, and nothing's we, coming. We, just trash. We don't know how, how good we, 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 we had it, man. Yeah, like man. World Cup every day, and it was a damn look. Let's let's talk about this. Is this, is this the, the greatest World Cup? Can we talk about that after? Can can we like right. just get through the final? All right. So I was right. I want my damn credit, man. Put the dope on the table. I want my credit. I don't even nah. know why I said that. I was. I, was, <laughs> I want I was, my corners, man. I want my corners. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good episode. The dope on the table. No, no, no. it was uh, a great episode, man. And also, I was like, yeah, man. Look, give Avon his bloody corners, man. Jeez. <laughs> He was just like, man, I want my corners. String, I don't care. I just want those bloody corners. That's all he cares about. <laughs> the Wire, The Wire, The Wire for those. No, no, no. no. Great, greatest ones. TV show of all time, easily. Actually true. Um, now, I was right. Basically, that's 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 where it was. I was right. At the very beginning, I was like, look, I'm picking France for every major tournament that's going to happen from now until at least 2030. You were like, they have the shops. What about the Shubs? They're going to play Giroud. What about Giroud? I'm like, I don't care, man. They got Pogba, they got Mbappe. And he almost lost it for, for, for them. Like, France didn't win because of Deschamps. They won despite of him. They won their individual brilliance, man. Imagine was... you leave Martial at home, you leave Benzema at home, you leave Zuma at home, Payet's injured, you take this guy called Tovar, nobody really knows about, and you still win the hardest That's competition crazy. there is to win. Lacazette stayed at home. You put Rami in the team. Okay, 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 so 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 you admit that the World Cup is the hardest competition has been harder than the Champions League. I've always said that. Like Carl's the one that says like the Champions League has now become the standard of football. Like, but I've always contended, whether this means I'm a, I agree with you or not, that the World Cup is the hardest competition to win by virtue of the fact that it's single elimination. Like the so Champions League great. knockout stage is two legs. So generally the best team will win that competition because there's more room for error in the World Cup because oh, yeah. you lose one once, game. you're out. Whereas if yeah. you lose like Chelsea did in 2012 to, to Napoli, you can you can just get it back in the second leg. But that doesn't exist in the World Cup. There is no two legs. So I, I generally feel like games where it's lose and go home, that's a harder competition to win. Oh, no, no. I mean, no, for, for me, like, I keep on reminding people that a dude who plays for Besiktas, that's his job. Whether they win or lose, he's still going to get paid handsomely. Boy, take that dude and put him in Croatia. Take that dude and put him in Senegal. Take that dude and put him in Japan. He will try harder. He will give more because he has much more of a personal connection with his country than he does for a club millions of miles away from where he was born and where he grew up. People forget this, the psychological aspect is very crucial to anything you do. Anything mm. you do, your state of mind is crucial. So if you're an average player, you will play at a higher level because you're play, either playing on home cell. Case in point, Russia. Put that Russia team in any other World Cup, they'll get trounced. But you put them on home soil, the atmosphere, psychologically, mentally, they are higher. And that psychological mental aspect affects what they, they do physically. Their concentration levels, their physical levels, how hard they, they, they try and how precise they are in passes, tackles, and, and so forth. So the World Cup... If you make it through seven games, it's going to be, 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 be tough. And the key, the, the key thing is this. There's only ever been one, one one-sided game in a World Cup final ever. Every other World Cup final has been close. 
So you want, so you want to talk about Juventus Real Madrid in 2017. You want to talk about Barcelona Juventus 2015. The most one-sided final I've ever seen in my entire life was what Barcelona did to United in the second half of the 2011 final. I've never seen a more one-sided football half in my life. It literally was like one team was just playing. And another team was just there watching the other team play. So the degree of difficulty is very, very tough. So And even when you look at France, it wasn't pretty. They didn't play great, but they got it done. Mm. It was hard. Belgium pushed them. Aditina gave them a bit of a, a scare. Uruguay made it very hard. That was a difficult game. Croatia made it hard for them as well. No, I mean, basically, like, for me, the man of the match for me was Dalic, the Croatian manager. Tactically, he completely figured out France. Like, okay, Kanse, okay, stomach bug, all right. But still, I just felt that the way that he set his team up, how he positioned them, how they defended, how they attacked, how they found space, how they restricted space, tactically perfect. You didn't feel as if Deschamps' negativity was more France's issue than what Dalic did with Croatia? In the sense that I think they had 39% possession. They they basically they didn't want the ball for most of the game. In no game did France look so much on the back foot than that game. Like against Belgium, you could see that France had a, a game plan. And so when France had the ball, you could see how they used the ball. So you could see what France's game plan was against Belgium. And it was like, okay, fine. France just seemed as if they were really put under pressure. Mm. Like for me, I thought Croatia gave France far more issues than any other team has done at this World Cup. Like Belgium, did Belgium really give France issues really? I don't think so, not really. You know, no other team really gave France the kind of issues and made them really sweat and really put them under the kind of pressure that Croatia did. That's why I said, no, tactically, France were on, they were like, you know, what what, what the hell? What? Hence why he had to obviously bring on, on Zonzi for, for Kante. He had to really change things. So the key thing was individuals. Croatia don't have an Mbappe. Croatia don't have a Pogba. And it's like one of those things where like Modric had quality 90 minutes Pogba just had that key moment pass of the World Cup and a great finish and that's what will be remembered unfortunately score one, score one for colonization I guess right yeah man <laughs> this is how colonization works man so there you go yeah I was thinking basically after the World Cup finished I was like you know China are probably going to end up winning a World Cup because if you look at what they're doing in Africa right now basically they're kind of recolonizing the, the, the whole continent just low key like in a hundred years or so, they'll just have a bunch of Africans who win them a World Cup. Japan has their hundred-year plan or whatever. I think China are playing a more long game, but I think it'll be more effective. You just go colonize Congo, and then they'll bring you back five good footballers. It could work that way. Um, I, I've I've been seeing a lot of like our France deserved champions. Like, have you been reading that or hearing that? I don't really get when people say this kind of stuff. Like, this is what what, what it is. I've won a World Cup. I have a World Cup medal. Do you really think I'm losing sleep over? Damn, do I really deserve this? <laughs> it's like, do you, do you think any of those guys are like, man, you know what? Let me go back to Infantino and say, you know what? I want to give back this medal. I don't think I really, I don't think I really, really truly deserve this because we didn't really play better than Croatia over 90 minutes. You know what? I don't think we deserve this. If you won and you didn't cheat, you deserve to win. Exactly, because I'm, I'm looking at it like, look. They put the goals on the board. Like, if they didn't go that's, about that's, it in the way that... It's a results I, business. I, it's a results business. Exactly, exactly. Like, they didn't go about it the way I thought they should have gone about it. Like, they could have played better, sexier football. And I think probably got the same result. But when you look at what happened with Spain, when you look at what happened with Germany, when you look at what happened with Brazil, teams that tried to play in a more nice way, they all got beaten unexpectedly. So France mm. looked at it like, we're just here to win. Like, we don't need to win in a particular way or style. We're just going to get the job done. And I think, now, you don't kill me. I think Deschamps deserves a little bit of credit for that. Obviously, like, you can't coach what that Pogba passed. Like, that's not in Deschamps' playbook. Like, yo, Pogba's going to have an incredible 60-yard pass. Mbappe's going to beat, uh, I think it was Vita for pace. Pogba's going to take a shot. He's going to miss, and then he puts it on his left foot and gives you, like, a a curling shot and like that's not coach that's not rehearsed that's not anything that's just pure talent but the defensive structure the matuidi in the match having Giroud there as kind of just the target man like he did little things that i think we got to give him a little bit of credit for but overall it's france have the better players or at least they have the best players that performed the way they needed to in every match and they won the cup and you can't say anything to them like it's not about deserve it's about what did you do 
It's about, and it's about and they won the games. <laughs> they yeah. won the games. Now, Mbappe becomes the second teenager to score in a World Cup final since Pele in 58. It's his time, man. It's, it's Mbappe era, bro. <laughs> I, I mean, look, look. Wait, okay, wait. Let me just... I said to people that Messi, Cristiano, Neymar, don't allow a 19-year-old to win the World Cup before you. Because <laughs> that would be really awkward. I warned you. I said, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't, don't. People are not saying, oh my gosh, Mbappe will never be like better than Messi. Guys are just so reactionary. Why are they doing like this? So people are getting very defensive. And I, I get it. <laughs> Mbappe is not going to have the kind of consistency that Cristiano and Messi has. It's a rare thing. But Mbappe is going to create his own specific legacy that now begins with winning the World Cup at 919. Mm. So it's going to be a different kind of legacy he has to forge. So the whole consistency thing is different. And I think that for me, it depends on like, how do you like your cake? Some people like their cake with regards to if you were consistent at club level, always good, never really dipped for 10, 15 years, you deserve to be amongst the, the greatest. The way I like my cake is what do you achieve club level? What do you do achieve internationally? And that's how I view it. Hence why I say that Maradona has one of the best cases to be called one of the greatest based on what he did for Napoli, what he did internationally. I'm not a 10 years, you were this. For me, I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, cool. I'll give you credit. That's just not how I like my cake. So the thing for Mbappe right now is sky's the limit. Let's see what he does for PSG. Let's see what he does club-wise. But still, even if he's crap and garbage for the rest of his career, He's already entered into history. And the issue is this. Non-football fans who don't follow football or anything, do they watch the Champions League? Do they watch La Liga? Do they watch Messi's hat-trick against Getafe or Elche? Probably not. <laughs> this World Cup was is, has been the most viewed World Cup in history. I don't know what the numbers are about. Agatha, this World Cup overall is has been the most viewed sports event in history. When you look at people who have viewed this cup, when you have people like Reese Witherspoon and and people like that tweeting about it, you know it's really reaching the far things. So more people are going to know about what Mbappe did at a nine as a nineteen year old. Basically, Mbappe, you're already solidified in history that reaches far more people than what Messi and, and Cristiano do, mm. because the World, World Cup is just far more historic than any other part of football, Champions League, league or anything, because the World Cup reaches people beyond. Just football. I just so, think I just think it's an incredible way to. This is the start. It's a, well, I mean, it's like the second chapter basically, because his start was what he did with with Monaco, and mm. then he gets the. I think he's the third or second most expensive player of all time going to PSG, and that's like chapter one. Incredible, like youngest player to score in all phases of the Champions League knockout stage or whatever. And then if your chapter two is second teenager to score in a World Cup final. Yeah, yeah, you were like the most, you're probably the best, quote, footballer in a team that won the World Cup. I just think that's an incredible part to Chapter 2. So I'm really excited to see what Chapter 3 is. Like if him and Neymar can combine somehow to win PSG at Champions League, that is really the ushering in of a new era. So I'm super well, excited just, to see what... Just real, real quick, we all saw the Pogba-Mbappe link through the World Cup. Like how many times did we see that Pogba long ball Mbappe latched onto it? You want to see Pogba at PSG? Bro, if you give me Pogba, Mbappe, Neymar with Tuchel and his mindset, that's a pretty interesting team. Because I was just thinking about it today. I said, wait a minute. Like, see now, if I'm Pogba, mm. you cannot go back to United under Mourinho. Your stock has never been higher. Mm. As of right now, your stock has never been higher. If you go back to United under Mourinho, that stock is going to dip right down because you're going to have either an uneven season or a crap season. That's just the, the, the way it is. You have to ride this wave right now. People have now fallen back in love with you. You have to say to United that, look, I want a transfer. I want to go to PSG or Juventus. Because for me, Paul Pogba, as of right now, based off what you've just done in the World Cup final, you need to either be at Juventus or PSG next season. Otherwise, Graham suit, this is going to be on your neck. But the thing that that is, is okay. This may be petty. If someone says, oh, man, look at He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand. Probably this one's the way we, we, we pass his, that woke up and I say, yo, Graham, do you have one of these? Do a little dab. Can <laughs> <laughs> we dab with the World Cup? Like, he has no, 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 no. Song. You know, that image, I think, surpasses Muhammad Ali. Chill. Um, 
No. It, no, it does. It does. Come on, it does. It does. Come on, it does. <laughs> it does come on, he dabbled with the World Cup. He dabbled with the World Cup. Come on, that surpasses the Muhammad Ali photo. It does. Come on, it does. No, it, it doesn't. Does. No, you mean the Muhammad Ali photo where he's holding his arm above Sonny Liston? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. No, that's not more iconic than that. Respect yourself, have hope. It's not come on, more he, iconic. He dabbled with the World Cup, man. Come on. <laughs> Him. <laughs> His mom and his two brothers dabbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, no, come on. That's that, that's that's iconic. Oh, man, yeah. Man. So I'm I'm happy for Pogba, man. I know no, no, he no, plays no, no, Manchester United or whatever it is. Let's, but... let's just be real right now. No, no, no. Look, let's just let's just pause, man. Paul Pogba, Paul Labil Pogba is a World Cup winner. I mean, do did you know what that does for his brand? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be making so much cash, bro. Oh man, like. Look. <laughs> Seriously, he's going to be in so many adverts. He's going to make his haters hate him again. Oh, like, his seriously. face is just going to be everywhere. I bet you. I promise you. Opening game of next season, whoever he plays for, he'll have a World Cup themed haircut. Hair, hair, hair <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Like the, the his first club game, if it's with Manchester United, there's going to be so much hate. Like one misplaced pass. This is the. Is this your king? Is this yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, Those memes are being like in the drafts right now. The, is this yes, your king? Is yes. this your World Cup winner? They're being saved right now. <laughs> Yo, also, I think we got to shout out like N'Golo Kante, man. Didn't have the best final, obviously, but mm. apparently he was sick. Reports are coming out of France that he had like a stomach, stomach bug. bug, which made sense. And that's why I, when, when you mentioned it when Nzonzi came on. I wanted to say I, that felt like a scripted substitution. Because Hernandez had a yellow card as well, but Deschamps wasn't going to think about taking him off. So, so in my mind, it was probably like before the game starts, like, N'Golo, can you give us an hour? If you can give us an hour, we'll bring you off. But it just felt like a scripted substitution that was there before the game. But his story, man, I know we talked about it on the last podcast, but to go from League 3 to League 2 to League 1, well, League 3, League 2, League 1, if you want to be French about it, then to... Leicester City win them the title and like the greatest story in the history of the English football, basically. Then you go to Chelsea, become the best central midfielder in the league. Then the next season, you probably become one of the top three, top five central midfielders in Europe. And then you win the World Cup. <laughs> and then there was like the story of like he was so shy to pick up the World Cup that Nzanti oh, yeah. had, to, had to tell the French players to give N'Golo Kante the trophy. Like that story it should be a movie. Like, I don't know. That, like, I guess the movie starts with him as a kid and probably finishes with him moving to Leicester and then the movie ends and then you could just do the rest with, like... And and, and also, you you have to, I mean, Omar Epps to, to, to start, I would say. Omar Epps? Either him or that dude. I don't know what it's called. He's on, it, he's on that TV show. Omar Epps? <laughs> Look, he was the first thing that, that... He was the first face that, that came to my mind. No, man. He's... he's, he's, he's He's brown oh, skin. And Golo Kante is dark skin. Oh, my apps is to... brown skin? Yeah. Uh, what? Google him. Like, he's not dark, dark skin. Like, not like Kante, anyway. Yeah, man. I just think that's a really, really cool story. So, I'm, I'm, I'm here for all. You know, and Golo Kante to PSG is probably more likely this summer than Pogba to PSG, unfortunately. Um, I mean, you guys gave us a lot of questions this week, so... Let's just break down all the France ones that are left. If if we've answered it, I'll read it still. But I'll tell you that we already answered it. Yeah, okay, forward always asks, is Mbappe better than Ronaldo at 19, as well as Messi and Cristiano? P.S. Thank you for the stellar World Cup content. And tell, have hope to get some rest before the new season. It's the kid, it's the kid, it's the kid. Um, so, yeah, we kind of touched that one. Have hope, man. Just if mm. I can take a little break. Post-match, pre-match, reviews, the better content. Coming on with me, bruh. <laughs> Get some rest after this, man. No, Jesus. no, no, yeah, no, no. I, I, I was trying to have some rest to today, man. Like, because remember, I'm like, a, I'm just, it's just me. So I'm editing it as well mm. and uploading it as well. And I'm not the most organized guy. So look, man, it was, it was tough, man. <laughs> that was yeah, tough. making pancakes instead of being on time. Really, really <laughs> not organized. Um, Mason Boris says, did French really deserve to win the World Cup? Croatia by far the better team, not just in 90, but over the course of the tournament. Also, is Carl still on talking tactics? Did France deserve to win the World Cup? Yeah, I think we answered that. Croatia by far the better team, not just in the 90, but over the course of the tournament. I don't know if that's necessarily mm, true. Tricky. That's um, is Carl still on talking tactics? Yes, for now. There's developments in Carl's situation. 
um, developments that are, yeah, that are really cool. I don't know if we can talk about them necessarily because no, no, I don't no, want to no, mess no, up any opportunity that he has. But Carl's doing some really, really, really cool stuff at the moment. So it's understandable why he's missing talking tactics. If you really want him, though, you might want to at him. Like, yo, Carl, where you at? But uh, he's he's missing for good reasons. I can say that. No, 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 no. I'm just being I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being funny, man. Niger Boy asks, what's the difference between the African descendants playing on European nations like France and the ones playing for African nations? Mentality or environment? It's training. It's a mentality. It's organization. Lack of corruption. Lack of alliances. And so forth. So, did you see what Drogba said about African players? Like, if they lose, they just say, "Oh, it's God's will." <laughs> he he was basically like, when 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 African players lose, they just say, "Oh, it's God's will," and they move on. But like players who will get more of a, a European mentality, it's all about winning. It's all about winning. Like they want to control the outcome rather than just put it in God's hands. That's the the difference between under seventeens and senior. Because when you like under seventeens. It's about just your talent. Hence why Nigeria have won the most under-17s because it's just based on talent. When you're getting to the senior levels, talent is not going to make you win. You have to have a whole different kind of mentality. Mm. And the thing about it is that, and this actually links into Mbappe, I think African teams are the only teams that want their bonuses paid before they play any game. (laughs) I think at a point, I don't know whether it was the Ghanaian team or some other team that said they would, they would not board the plane until they received their bonuses. It was Ghana in 2014, and I remember Nigeria, uh, maybe I guess a couple months ago now, yeah. they were like, they got their bonuses early, so there's not going to be any controversy about money and this and that. Like, there is something about, like, African players. They do this for money, man. Linked into Mbappe. You know that Mbappe said like, he's donat- he, he donated all of his fees that he played at the World Cup to a charity? Because he said that, you know, playing for your country, you should not have to get paid to play for your country. And I basically retweeted that and I said, I hope Nigerian players and also African nations can read this. Because well, you have to consider that Mbappe is born in France, born in the, like the suburbs of Paris, which isn't like the best place to come from. But it's, some, it's probably better than coming from the village. You're telling me that Mikel is struggling for money. He's making ends meet. His dad gets kidnapped like every other week. The man needs his cash. Or his dad might get killed by bandits. Like, Nigeria is a completely different place than France. Like, I'm assuming where Mikel's from is probably a little bit different than oh, like, no, no, the no, Parisian no, no, no. suburbs. No, no, but, but wait a second. My point is that I can tell you right now, based on how much Mikel has earned for Chelsea and for the one season he's had in China alone, just for the ones that he's had in China alone, whatever anybody asks for kidnapping, he can pay that. Because trust me, Mikel is very wealthy. Based on what his end at Chelsea for all those years, and just one year at China, where is this the place where you, you get paid better than anywhere else? I'm sure that he's not he is not he's not struggling for, for cash. Mbappe is and dead trust, and trust me, bro. But how does that negate the point that I just made though? That African players deal with different issues than French players do, which would probably make them more likely to be worried about finance than someone who's born in a westernized, developed country, at least one that's more developed than Nigeria. Like, that that makes more sense. Like, I would feel like a player for the Ugandan national team would be more worried about money bonus than someone who plays in England or the United States. That's just economics. That point makes sense if, let's say, you've just had a year or maybe two years away from living really harshly in Nigeria or Ghana or so forth. If you've been living and operating in Europe for like six years, seven years, your mentality has completely changed. Trust me. The 50 cents of now isn't the 50 cents before Get Rich or Die Trying, you know? So the 50 cents of now, the way he thinks and operates is not the 50 cents of, of before. So that is not an excuse to be like, man, look at how I grew up and, and how, how tough it is. If I'm playing for Nigeria, I want you to pay me. All right, all right. What, what, what about this? What about your extended family members, though? What about the condition of your grandma or your aunties and uncles who live in the village or just in the city that doesn't have the best health care, whatever the case may be? Like Mbappe's family, yeah, they're, some of them might be in the banlieue, but that, at least you have access to a hospital. Okay, you know what? Let me, okay, okay let me make it easier for you then, Danny. Let me make it easier for you. 
If I'm FIFA, I'm, again, I'm, I'm I'm kind of playing devil's advocate, but I'm just saying I understand the mentality when compared to people who grow up in Western countries like myself. No, 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 that's fair enough. But for me, I still don't feel it's an excuse. But my 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 point is this: is that if I'm FIFA, this is in a, a new rule that I make is that if you play for your national team, it is illegal and against the law to pay any player for representing their nation at the World Cup. Make it like this is a law where you are you should not be paid. To represent your 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 national team. So therefore, if you don't want to come and play for your national team, where you know you're not getting paid, then look, then then you you don't come. But the rule is that you're not going to get paid because I just think that you know playing for your national team and you're getting paid, it negates the whole point of it because that's why I say there's a difference between club and national team. A club that's your work. You're an employee. So when you guys say, "Oh no, man, Liverpool, Liverpool, did I die? Chelsea, did I till I die?" Give me a break. <laughs> These guys have no connection to that club. They're there to get a paycheck, a very healthy paycheck that I would like a piece of. But they're there to, <laughs> to get a paycheck. But when you're for your national team, I look at when the national anthems are, are being drawn. You look at the people's emotions, how much people care about it. You look at how the Croatian guys are. So no, this isn't a job. Mm. This you're not an employee here. This is your families, you growing up, an identity, and and so forth. So basically, that's how we may may make a rule across the board, man. So All right, and uh, so yeah, it's, I guess it's it's a combination of mentality and environment. AJ, in the end, this is from Mata's mate. In the end, do you think missing Payet and Koscielny helped France by forcing Deschamps into a younger, fresher lineup? Also, can France break the cycle of winners getting knocked out of the next group stage? Seemingly, the reason for this is older players winning before being forced into the team and past their prime. But other than Matuidi and Giroud, this French team should be entertaining in their prime next cup. I think that's kind of an interesting point. Missing Payet and Koscielny helping France. I don't know if Koscielny plays anyway. Um, and I can kind of say the same for Payet, even though I would have liked to see him on the left instead of Matuidi. I'm, I'm pretty. Know, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure those two moves happen anyway. Like Umtiti Varane, you don't break that up. I don't think. Are you sure? I, I mean, I I know there's like mm, there's something about the French team that they would probably put them in there because they would prefer to see him there. But... And, and I know, yeah, no, 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 speak on it, man. Like, do you really <laughs> want the entire team to be to 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 re to really have that flavor? Not <laughs> not flavor. O U R flavor. F L A V A. That's kind of flavor. So no, I, I actually I actually think Deschamps would have been smart and played him to Team Varane anyway. Now, can France break the cycle of winners getting knocked out because their team is going to be young? That's interesting. If they sack Deschamps, they go through. Maybe I like I said, I'm probably going to pick them for the next World Cup just because that's my steez. But Zidane Ovenga, Zidane Ovenga. I know I've been calling it for a little bit. Like Zidane Ovenga, if they put one of those two in there, preferably Zidane, but Wenger's not a bad second option. They can win it again because it'd be new ideas, fresh ideas, and it would be a different style of football that I think would suit those kinds of players better, especially as they mature. So, yeah, they, they will definitely be entertaining at the next cup. Last question about France. Do you think France played like a small nation, like Miguel Delaney says in his article for The Independent? I personally thought there was a maturity to the way France approached the final. Maybe that's because I'm just used to that kind of football being a Chelsea fan. P.S. Love the pod from Nitin Bachu. Shout out to you. I think people, when they say playing like a small country, it means like you have the talent to play what we consider, again, good football, but you just decide, I'm going to play like Greece from the Euros in 2004. Um, wow. So, so <laughs> just like, yo, we're just going to sit, or Portugal from the Euros in in, uh, in 2016. You're just going to sit back, counterattack. We're not really, we don't want to be on the ball in a sense. So France did kind of play like a small nation. Like Croatia for a lot look like the bigger nation or the better footballing nation. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, other than that midfield, France should have the better footballers and should be able to dominate a game with the ball at their feet. But there are different ways to play a game. Like there's different ways to cook an egg, you know. Um. So just ab about the final, uh, not even the final, man. We can just leave it there. Congratulations to France. What did you think of this World Cup? I know people have been comparing it a lot to, is it better than 2014? Is it worse than 2014? Is this the greatest World Cup we've ever seen? Speaking personally, I'm, there's something about 2014 that stays in my head, and a lot of that is because It's only of because of one. one thing, and that's <laughs> cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> that's cheating. I find 7-1 the most <laughs> interesting, intriguing, perplexing, confusing incredible amazing thing that has ever happened in the history of football i still haven't quite figured it out 
and I've watched the game at least three times since then. There's just something about that moment. <laughs> Are that you crazy? I have I have stayed well away from that game since it's happened. <laughs> There's something about that game that I think like even now it's that game is more relevant to me than any game that has happened like this whole month. Seven one still feels like it happened in this World Cup, kinda, or just like before. <laughs> I, there's something about that game, man. That's so, so I crack a joke. Do you think the reason that Brazil lost to um, Belgium is that they had like a PTSD flashback somewhere <laughs> during the game, and they, and 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 then someone just like screwed up? Do, you know, when Belgium scored first and then scored the second, you didn't feel like, uh oh. You didn't feel that. I felt that. When Belton went 2-0 up, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> you know what? They were shades because, like, the expression that Fernandinho had when he scored the own goal was eerily similar to the expression that he had during 7-1. So I was like, um... Okay. Do, you, do you know the only thing that kind of saved me from, like, thinking, oh, this could go... Like, uh, De Bruyne scores the 2-0, and then you see Thiago Silva, who wasn't in the 7-1, just kind of like... I, I don't speak Portuguese, but I'm assuming he was just like clapping, like saying, come on, come on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got this. Sounds like, oh, they have Silva there. There's Miranda there. Like, it's not going to get that bad. But as soon as they scored, I was like, oh, Jesus, this could get ugly. <laughs> but then they, they tightened it up. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's there's something still in that Brazilian psyche. We needed the Germany-Brazil game in order to figure it out. But, you know, Germany just decided not this time, guys. 2014 is still the best football World Cup I've seen as far as just the football that was played. But this is the greatest World Cup that there's ever been, without a doubt. I mean, too many elements. I mean, VAR, Spain, Portugal, Belgium mm -hmm. against um, Japan, um, Senegal going out on via yellow cards, Nigeria's kit for better or for worse, <laughs> Messi getting, Cristiano getting, Neymar getting, Croatia being first time ever World Cup finalists, Mbappe, a 19-year-old, and the impact that he made, England winning on penalties, um, Germany getting knocked out at, in the group stages, Spain losing to Russia, Russia's run. I mean, just too many, too many elements, too many elements. Yo, just Jeffrey asked, could this be the last truly great World Cup we'll ever see since FIFA now wants to implement 48 teams into the next <sighs> World Cup, as well as the next World Cup being played in the winter? So this was the last summer World Cup with 32 teams. That's a sad thought because 32 teams seems a perfect number. This should it's, be a summer perfect. tournament. And FIFA, in their infinite wisdom, decide, you know what? Let's give a traditionally summer football tournament to a country in the desert. That seems like a great idea. I, you know, I, I was actually considering, like, France are up 4-1. Mbappe scores that great goal. They're up 4-1. I'm like, okay, they've won. And then the Reese, for like the first time in the World Cup, it was always coming. I knew it was going to happen at least <laughs> once. Decides, you know what? I'm gonna give Manzuka a goal. He didn't really need. He didn't. He didn't deserve to score the own goal. So I'm gonna give him one. It goes four two. Then I, then everyone gets a little bit nervous. Like, oh no, there's still like 30 minutes left. Like if they score, they can score another one. If it goes four four to extra time, I don't think we need to play another World Cup ever in the history of World Cups. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. The thing would have like, like actually peaked. Like like have like a 10 year break or something. <laughs> 12 years, it, it, it divides easily. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. I don't think it like if they go if this goes 4 4, after all we've seen, I don't I don't think we need to play another World Cup again. That would have been just crazy if the, if it went to 4 3. No, 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 I, no, no, no. France crumbled. If it got if it's going to 4 4 and Croatia won on penalties, <laughs> then yeah, like then it's basically it's a wrap. Like it's a, yeah, it's, right. it's a wrap. Right, uh, Pac says, What were your top three moments of this World Cup? Definitely, um, Belgium, Japan, just that's wait, moments or get or or matches. Do matches count or just in specific moments? He, he says top three moments. I think games can be considered a moment once we're oh, no, no, okay. oh, no, no, oh, okay, no, sorry. The Belgium counter attack that won the game against Japan against them, um, Japan, okay. Um, Mbappe's run for the penalty against Argentina in the knockouts, mm -hmm. and when VAR walked, I when it gave the goal to South Korea, because that was oh. an iconic game-changing moment. When because that without VAR, that wouldn't have been given a goal, and who knows what Germany could have done. So VAR giving the goal to South Korea and effectively 
knocking Germany out of the groups. So yeah, like there's no way they see that touch. Oh no, <laughs> with, no. with that VAR. No okay, my top three moments. I'm kind of taking this in another way. Um, top three moments. All right, so moment number three is going to be Maradona with Nigeria. <laughs> oh yeah, because he was deaf high. I don't know what he was on. But he was high, like the the smears on the glass, dancing with the lady. That's top three moment. Top top three moment number two is Bashuai kicking the ball off the post and hitting oh, yeah. himself in the face. <laughs> like Mitchie, what are you doing, bro? Like they score. I, was it? It was against England. Yanezai scores. He picks the ball, kicks it off the post, hits on his face, goes to the goal. Top. That's top three moment number two. Top moment of this World Cup is. Oh man, I forgot who this guy. I forgot the game. It was Iran versus was it Spain? There's like no time left on the clock. <laughs> There's like 94 minutes, and the Iranian fullback decides, you know what? I'm gonna try this, and he he goes for the somersault throw in. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Somersault and fed it up, and he wasted like 40 seconds of what could have been just valuable time to get across it. And he just throws it in, they mess up the attack, and they blow the whistle. So, yeah, man, Maradona high on whatever he was high on, Bashaway kicking himself in the face, and the failed somersault throw in on my top three moments at this point. I just wait, special mention, um, Noya playing left wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 might, be, that might be better than Maradona still. Yeah. <laughs> like like, like he, just, he was literally a left winger, literally. <laughs> was there any of the good stuff that happened in that way? Like those are the three that come to mind. I can't think of any at the, in the moment, man. I was just I wrote I wrote those three down specifically. All right, so so let's do this. Best goal of the World Cup. Are we oh, good? It's, it's easy. 100% Pavard over Nato's 100%. goal? No, yeah, 100% Pavard. Stupid okay. goal. Ridiculous goal. Best game of the tournament. Easy. I'm still going Spain-Portugal. But why, though? How How is it better than the Belgium-Japan game? How? Spain played amazing, and one player got a draw against them. Because Ronaldo was just like, no, I'm not losing this game, apparently. Like, but how is that a better game? Like... Spain the, the drama of it, like it. he made a free kick in the 87th, I think, minute. Like that was, but that was the most enjoyable game for me. Maybe because it was like the second or third game of the tournament, so I was like, "Oh, this is like the World Cup. I'm super ready for it." Um, that game is up there. The Belgium, Japan game was up there. France, Argentina was pretty good. Yeah, in terms of the drama of it, you know, Argentina Belgium, Brazil was was good, man. Belgium, yeah. Brazil was. Yeah, but was, I just like that Spain three Portugal three game, man. So no, no, I, I think for me, I think Belgium Japan for me was like that was like this is like a football game because my issue with the Spain Portugal game is like yes, it had great moments and a great finale, but Spain tot totally outplayed Portugal in that second half. Like Portugal were lit, were average, but the, the, the Belgium Japan game was like in that second half you saw the best of two quality teams as in Japan played amazing and Belgium just produced an absolutely amazing comeback. So it was just a game that was played by two very good sides. Uh, best player of the tournament. Now the golden ball went to Modric. I think the second best went to Hazard and third best went to Griezmann. If I remember the world cup thing on Twitter, mm. right. Um, do you feel like Modric was the best player of the tournament? Yeah. Overall, yeah, I'd say. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, mean me, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. It was it was either him. It was it was either going to be him, Kante or Hazard, in my opinion. Kante didn't have the best final, so that kind of killed it. But, 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 but look, well. man, shout out to to Varane, man. Varane had a very strong. True, true. I, I don't know how Griezmann is number three. I guess Madness. he scored the penalty. In how the did final, it, how did Griezmann get man of, man, of the, man of the match? How the hell did he get man of the match? I don't know. He he scored a penalty and I guess the the cross that Mandzukic headed in as an own goal, so he was like kind of responsible for two of the goals. I don't know um, who assisted Mbappe, Hernandez. So no, nah, that wasn't even him. 
Um, this, this leads to a question um, from Harry Bottler. Does this open the door for the Ballon d'Or monopoly being broken? And if so, by who? If Messi or Ronaldo win the Ballon d'Or, I think we need to dead that trophy because if in 2006 it would have been Fabio Cannavaro wins the the Ballon d'Or because the because Italy won the World Cup, mm. that that should mean that the World Cup must be good enough or great enough for a player to win the Ballon d'Or, which means conversely that your performance in the World Cup should lose you a Ballon d'Or if it's not up to par. I don't think Messi or Ronaldo did enough at this World Cup. You can argue Ronaldo in the group stage to a certain extent. Mm. You can argue Messi against Nigeria um, if you want to. But I don't think they did enough, really. If you look at what Modric has been doing with Real Madrid and what he did at this tournament to say, yo, you deserve the Ballon d'Or ahead of Luka Modric if you're speaking to Messi or Ronaldo. But maybe, who knows, like if Ronaldo opens up the first half of the of the season with Juventus with like 20 goals or whatever, they're going to give it to him. <laughs> but it's not going to be deserved. Um, so whether it breaks the monopoly, I don't know. But I'm a person who really doesn't care for this award all too tough. No, neither do I. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's um, Best coach at this tournament. Who do you think is the best coach? Martinez. Martinez. Yeah, Martinez. Based on how much we insulted him and he was vilified, <laughs> okay. based on him not taking nine Golan as well, his changes won that game against Japan. His tactical setup completely took Brazil out and you know managed to pretty much win them that game with the changes that, that he, he made. So those are two games where he had a direct influence in winning those games. Mm. You know, no other manager can can say that. So no love for Southgate? No. Dalic? Dalic would be the second. Deschamps? Second. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Chiche? Tite? No, no. Actually, I'll give a special mention to Cisse, you know, because I just thought, like... Okay. He, he just doesn't have the players, and you've got a break the, He was the youngest Neon, coach, so. the only African coach. Yeah. Shout out to him. Uh, yeah, Tosin. Shout out Tosin, man. Um, at Labile Goats. I'm sure he's high right now, man. <laughs> all that, all that Pogba propaganda is paying off. Um, World Cup 11 for all three of y'all. Carl's not here right now. All three of y'all. Um, <laughs> World Cup 11. Now, you guys know I hate doing 11s, man, but because it's Tosin, I'm actually trying to attempt this. Um, best goalkeeper, I think Courtois still. Oh, Pickford. No, yeah, that's that's a better one. Fullbacks. I'd go with um, Munier, right back. Yeah. And I'd say probably Theo Hernandez, left back. Hernandez, left back. Yeah. Centerbacks. Godin and Varane? Bar- yeah. Okay. Godin and Varane. Uh, let's go 4 3 3 because the winning nation played 4 3 3. DM and Golokate. Two central midfielders are Modric and Pogba, right? Yeah. Then I guess we got the front three. Uh, we can start on the right Hazard, wing with Mbappe. Um, and, ooh, who's the striker? <laughs> like, seriously, no striker really shown. There's, there's Cavani, there's Lukaku, and you have Kane, essentially. Kane did penalties and deflections. Lukaku scored four nah, goals nah. from open play. But, yo, the goal he missed against England in a third-place game, the ball that De Bruyne gave him, how oh, is it touched that bad, bro? Horrible. <laughs> like, like, you just have to get subbed off. Like, Martino, like, they say, get the hell off my pitch, man. Get the hell off my body. That was hilarious. Pitch. I mean, if, if you go by stats, I still think maybe Lukaku gets there in this 11. Um, you know what? I would, you know what? I'd put, you know what? I'd put Cristiano there as a striker. Yeah. Cristiano, Mbappe, um, Hazard. I was I was thinking Dzuba from Russia didn't have a bad tournament. Mm. Again, Cavani. I come back to Cavani. Three goals, I think it was. One off mm. his face, the open finish that he scored against. Uh... Actually, I'm going. No, no, no. You know what? I'm going. No, sorry. I'm going to change it. I'm going to play Mbappe as a striker, and I'm going to play Hazard and Inui behind him. For me, Inui was, in my view, one of the best players at the World Cup. Quality. He was quality. 
Yes, we, like, so. no no German players, no Brazilian Man. players in that. No 11. Spanish players. No Spanish players. That's crazy. Not a single Brazilian player. That is crazy. Yo, <laughs> this tournament did not miss Italy or Netherlands at all. <laughs> no way. No. That no no. That is funny, man. Like people say, wait, but how could you have a tournament? It's their holiday, man, bro. You, didn't miss you guys them. just miss missed the best part. At the end of the day, I, th- I thought I would, but I did not miss Italy. I mean, I, obviously, nah. I, obviously, I missed the story of just Balotelli and anything, but. <laughs> Yeah, man, in that 11. No Spanish, no Brazilian, no German. Kind of crazy. Um, all right, so we got a few questions left. If Messi and Cristiano both retire today, who will go down not as the better but greater football from La, La Mayor? I am Raheel One. Who is the – if they both retire today, Messi or Ronaldo, who is the greater footballer? I think Messi still just because of what yeah. he's done for Barcelona. But Ronaldo – Kinda has the Euro that he can wave, um, and the Champions Leagues. Like for for me, but I, I, but, but I think only beats Messi on goals, man. I'm sorry, that's 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 it. Theo Caesar Mosby asks, why is it more effective to score by shooting the ball straight at the keeper rather than a curl far post shot? Um, that makes no sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I no, I think he's referring to the fact of like we've seen a lot of stages where like you know the De Gea howler the Muslera howler and if you had as well like the ball has gone straight at the keeper and for me it's just one of those things where like you've a keeper does sometimes makes that mistake but 9.9 times out of 10 you shoot it straight at the keeper they save it you know so aim for far post please and i guess i should have asked this earlier but mf bain says isn't it annoying when people argue who deserves to win when the team who scores more goals deserves to win yes it is annoying <laughs> <laughs> the word deserve is like the dumbest word so yeah so I, those are all the questions do you have anything left on this world cup that you want to give to the people like no man i mean look that's that's it. just just you know this was a great world cup and i think that a sentiment that i see like look all football is amazing i love league champions league everything euros nations cup and everything the world cup everything so when i hear people say man i'm glad this world cup is over so 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 the season can start because the player that's placed for your club didn't win the World Cup, so you are you're now holding a resentment towards the World Cup. Um, that's a bit bitter, you know. And whether you like it or not, the World Cup is more famous and carries more weight than any other title in football. Hence, why even Messi himself said that he would sacrifice all his Ballon d'Ors and all his titles just to win one World Cup without Argentina because it just means more. So. I'm sorry, that's just how it is. Do you know what? I, f- I forgot to bring this up, actually. The World Cup is so important. Like, did, did you realize, like, when France and Croatia were getting their kind of commiseration medals and winner's medals, mm. that the Croatian president, whatever her name is, and the yeah. French president, Macron, yeah. were, like, standing there, like, giving – like, does that always happen? Like, the, like the dignitaries, presidents of the two nations are there? You know what? I think – I think this is the first time where in almost almost every match you're seeing either both presidents of the nation or both dignitaries of the nation present. But did you know what? I, I, that's why I keep telling people. The World Cup with every edition is getting more and more important. So presidents realize, oh my gosh, this is a huge propaganda tool. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Like she hugged every croatian player for at least two seconds and i'm thinking about it like okay maybe she really really likes the team but then part of me like that little part of your brain that comes up with like stupid theories mm. it's like the only reason she's hugging them so long is so when the pictures get snapped it looks like she loves every croatian player because i'm sure yeah, the- i know you and, and also you just keep some onions in your pockets get those tears rolling <laughs> man it's politics man and then like like macron was in the french dressing room dabbing with mendy like I all, mean, of this, on, man. all, all of this is propaganda bro if you <laughs> if you a french guy who was undecided over macron if you do to hold an election like next week even if you hate his guts and his politics says that i'm gonna make you live in poverty for the next five years you're still gonna vote for <laughs> it based on him dabbing with uh, mendy and pogba so it's it, it. I was looking at that. I was just like, "Yo, like, okay, part of it's cool. Like, yeah, you you probably love your country enough to where like this might be genuine." 
But a part of me is like, yo, in the back of your mind, you know, like this is gonna score me good political points. Oh, for sure, man. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I mean, I would. That just goes to like, I don't think I remember seeing that in a World Cup. I'm sure it, it must have happened. Like I know in like '98 with Chirac. So this has always happened, and it's just the first time I just I can visualize it like viscerally in that way. But yeah, um, the World Cup's done. I don't even know what to say. I don't think people realize just how amazing these last two months were. You yeah. know, of football every day, the just the different countries and people. No, look, man, it's the the World Cup is an amazing thing. It's it's it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing thing, man. It's, it's an amazing thing that the needs world, to be appreciated. As as much as sometimes I detest the idea of like countries and arbitrary borders, like what really delineates the end of New Mexico from the start of Mexico? Like, what really is the difference between, like, where Scotland ends and England begins, where, mm. like, Nigeria begins and Cameroon ends or starts? Like, these are just lines that people drew hundreds mm. of years ago that now we care about because we've been born into it. So some part of me, like, I'm just like, look, borders are kind of stupid. They're necessary. Don't get me wrong, um, the way things have gone. But, you know, sometimes I'm just frustrated with the idea of just nations and nation states. But then you get these things like Olympics and World Cups, and it just makes you think like, yo, this is kind of dope still. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we actually need these things. Like, yeah. it, like, what makes Canadians different from Americans or what makes Nigerians different from Ghanaians or just the different styles of football that we get to see and just the cultural aspects of like how because the Senegalese and the Japanese will just clean up everything because it's a part of their culture or whatever the case may be, or just the rambunctious nature of England fans or just like the, the pictures in different places where you're just throwing beer. It shows the differences, but it also shows the commonalities that we all have um, at the end of the day. So just hopefully the world exists by 2022. There's going to be a lot yeah. of stuff that happens by then. And there's going to be another election, like a whole bunch of stuff. But 2022, man, it feels like a long time away, but hopefully it goes by pretty quick. So. Hey, yo, we got to thank the people, man. Thank you guys for listening to our review. Man, thanks, yo. Thanks, yo. All, all of the people who came on and helped us do the, the previews for our podcast, like, that was super dope. 31, I think it was, of the 32 people that came on and helped us do that. That was dope. Have hope. We recorded this thing really, really, really late a couple times. Like, I don't know why you stayed up. But <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Carl, man. Carl was doing work with Totally Football. He was doing work with Players Tribune. I know some people really, really love Carl. We do, too. Um, yep. And uh, they were missing him, but just trust he was missing for good reasons. So there's some good things coming out of the anchor camp um, as we speak. So we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, yeah, man, just thank you to everybody who listened. Uh, yeah, man, hopefully you enjoyed it. Talking Tactics Podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, subscribe on iTunes. Um, hit the hearts on SoundCloud. Um, you can catch Have Hope at the Half Hope Football Hut. I'm at Daniel to look. Carl's at Anchorman 616. And I think that's all we have to say. So, talking tactics podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. La, la, la. See you guys 2022? Oh, hopefully. Peace, man. Nah, next week. You got to listen next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.